Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Oh, not much, Mike. How are you? I'm not doing that great. I'm a little depressed. Bowl's getting you down already? Well, you know, yeah. That's Now I'm even more depressed, so thank you for that. Uh, but no, I, I I found out that the USA – people would be listening to this on the delay, so they'd be like, yeah, of course they have it a couple days ago. But found out the U.S. men's soccer team has failed to qualify for the World Cup. So I am very uh, – uh, I enjoy – my my football my soccer and um i'm gonna i'm gonna be sad that i will not be able to root for the u.s during the world cup me too all i'm gonna say though is if you lose the trinidad and tobago you don't deserve to be in the world cup i completely agree with that it is a well-deserved boosting from one of the greatest sporting events in the entire world uh, i would recommend anyone if you can't get into the world cup even if you're just Kind of a casual soccer fan. If you can't get in the World Cup, I, I don't know what's wrong with you. So yeah, I'd probably say March Madness and the World Cup. Top probably top two sporting events that that you get to uh, experience over a you know a couple you know three or four weeks uh, a month's worth of time. It's always fun. Uh, I I gotta go World Cup. Just I feel like the World Cup is because it doesn't come around that often. All yeah. those dudes are going. They're going ham, right? They're just going crazy to win that sucker. And they're playing for their country, which I always feel like a lot of guys are very prideful about their nation and good for them. They should be. Um, and they just – I feel like even more than like so much watching domestic soccer, which I like to watch too, I feel like World Cup, man, oh, those guys just – they want it so bad. It's just fun to watch. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, it's just a spectacle, and it's it, the passion there is, is real. It's palpable. You can Well, and you the fans – the fans too, right? The fans, people come from all over the world. They get crazy for their team. It is just great. I love it. Yeah, and it's it's not you know the 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 most beautiful soccer you can watch. I mean, if you watch Barcelona or you watch um, the EPL, you know those teams are probably more talented than a lot of those con- uh, a lot of the national teams around the world. Maybe other than Germany and Brazil, who are always monsters out on the pitch, but. And it, it still is – it's just something about the atmosphere that uh, that does make it – I wish they would do it every three years. I, I think they should do the Olympics and the World Cup. So that way there's never a summer without – or never a year without the Olympics or the World Cup. And there would only be one summer without with, – with nothing going on. That's a good idea. Yeah, I'm going to – if I was uh, if in charge of the, of the sporting events, the national – or I guess global sporting events – uh, it would be Olympics, World Cup, Winter Olympics, World Cup. Well, now I guess it would be Summer Olympics again, then World Cup. You get it. You get what I'm saying, Tyler. I should get better at that if I'm going to run that department, the global sports department. Dude, I'm just excited for our World Cup podcast coming up. Yeah, coming this, to, I mean, come. it's going to be a lot like what we, just, what we just talked about. So Coming to a town near you. We have our, our final top eight. Who do I draft? We are going to be doing Kawhi Leonard, um, kind of consensusly the eighth pick in that top eighth, even though uh, lately he is he is questionable. He hasn't played this preseason. He's got a lingering um, injury from last season from the playoffs, and um, it's thrown a lot of suspicion in there. And I, I'm actually starting to see Kawhi fall out of that top eight. And uh, we talked about this on the, on the last uh, episode, but we might as well talk about it now. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, are you still taking him at number eight? 
All right, so here's the question. Is the injury what they say it is, which is he's going to be bad for the regular season, right? But he's out for the preseason. So that's option one. Option two, way worse, and they're just lying about it. And he's actually out for a while. Who knows how long that is? But into the regular season. Or option three, is this a pop? Like, I'm just messing with you all. He's going to drop 35 on opening night and look like an even better Kawhi Leonard than we've ever seen. I mean, if I had to put money on a on one of those, it would be – it's a lingering issue, but he'll be back a couple weeks into the season, and then you will forget it ever happened by halfway through the season. Which was probably not one of the options, but I'm taking that option. Oh, that was an option, right? That was – he's actually hurt more than they're saying, right? That's That was option number two. I don't think but he's we don't... hurt – more than they're saying, I think he's hurt right about where they're, they're saying, like, he'll probably be ready for the season. But if he's not ready for those first couple weeks, oh, well. I kind of think that it's a pop snake move. That's kind of my, that's kind of where I'm leaning right now. But I do want to see the dude practice this week. I want to hear somebody at least say he's practicing on the back, the back court behind everyone's back, whatever they want to call it. Because if he's not practicing at all, it's going to take him a while to get in good enough shape to play the big minutes. And that worries me a little bit, but I mean, not that much. And especially in Roto, I still think I'm definitely taking him very, very high. I might even yeah. take him over some of those other guys in the top eight in a Roto league. Um, in head-to-head, it gets a little dicey, especially if you don't have any injured spots. I mean, you don't want to give away too many weeks without your best player early on in the season, or you might be in a big hole and have to really catch up. Yeah. I, I can only go with what we've, what we've heard. And it sounds like he'll be ready for the opening night. So I'm going to, I guess, continue to believe that in a Roto league, I'm definitely taking him with the eighth spot. Like you're saying, cause you know, in a Roto league, he's, he's incredibly much more valuable than he is in a head to head league. And, um, I think we'll forget, like he's kind of poised to be an MVP candidate this year. And, I think halfway through the season, you'll forget we ever even had this conversation. I would be surprised. So we're going to take him with the eighth pick. Uh, We are still going to be doing a head-to-head type of draft, and we're going to do a 10-team head-to-head league uh, with this draft uh, simply because we like the math a little bit better. And uh, we haven't been focusing too much on 10 teams, but in the last episode we did Steph Curry, and uh, tonight Kawhi Leonard picking him at number eight. And – with the 13th pick in the second round, this leaves you with almost a guaranteed second-tier player. Uh, you're you're going to get your hands on someone like Jokic, Cousins, Wall, CP3. Um, you're you're going to be pretty happy with with what you end up picking up in the second round. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Settle down, Tyler. I think you're a little too excited about this pick. Um, With Kawhi, his steals are um, fantastic. He scores in bunches. He does everything really well, which which allows you to kind of go in any direction you want to. He almost gets a block a game. His percentages are great. So you can go, like I said, I've been saying this in every single podcast, you can go in any direction with your second pick. So 
you can still go in any direction with this, especially with Kawhi and someone like Kevin Durant. You can go in any direction you desire. Is there a direction that you like most, or are you just going to take your favorite second-tier player here? Yeah, I'm just going to pick my favorite second-tier player. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go right down my, my list of guys, and I'm going to say, who's available? I want the best one. I don't really yeah. care. My, my guess is Jokic will be off the board. LeBron James will be off the board. Either Paul or Wall. Walls. I, I've, I've been seeing John Wall go in the top eight recently in some of my mock drafts, and I thought that was kind of interesting. Just those assists. I mean, a lot of guys are afraid that the assists are going to dry up, I think, and so he goes high, and I mean, he's probably my favorite of that kind of second tier group. I mean, I'm. Well, he's he is poised. I, I think if you if you think about that second tier, right? We know who uh, Boogie is probably going to have a great year because it's a contract year, and you know how that's that's how Boogie's mind works. But Jokic is probably someone who could have a breakout year, and Wall's probably someone who can have a breakout year. So, like, all those guys are young enough and uh, upcoming enough to be like, oh, maybe I should take a chance on him instead of just taking Chris Paul again or DeMar- you know, LeBron James again. So I kind of get the the whole John Wall thing. Well, and, and here's the the complaint I hear from, from listeners and just people talking about it is, is Chris Paul gets hated on because he's an injury risk, but I don't really understand it. I mean, sure, he only played 61 games last year, but 82 and 74 the two years before that, like – I don't really see why he's such an injury risk. I'm fine with CP3. In fact, um, I would actually lobby to take CP3 here with the 13th pick. And I, uh, I have Paul over guys like Kyrie Irving and all them. But if if we're talking about this kind of tier, I probably have it Wall, Cousins, and then Chris Paul. I actually think I would take Chris Paul. Well, in a roto league, I'd take Chris Paul over John Wall for sure. Um, oh yeah, definitely. I would consider taking Chris Paul over John Wall in a head-to-head league as well. And um, here's why. He's just going to be so utterly efficient. And once again, you're setting yourself up for a guy who's going to be in D'Antoni's offense, who's going to give you monster steals, um, who's definitely going to contribute with, I think, more three-pointers than people are thinking playing in D'Antoni's offense. Chris Paul's actually an incredibly good spot-up shooter. The the only reason I like Wall, and I'll make make the case for Wall over Paul here, is probably safe to say at least two more points a game, right? Maybe even as many as three for John Wall. Yeah. And that half a block more really kind of separates it for me. Yeah, that's pretty huge. Because that's that's I, I sounds like a small number, but that's a big incremental gain in that blocks category. It blocks that 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 is an enormous um, move, I think, for John Wall. His percentages uh, are, are going to hurt you, and and Kawhi has good percentages, and that's kind of why I, I'm leaning Chris Paul at this point. So you know I, I'm going to you know punt based on my third and fourth round strategies. Um, I'm leaning Chris Paul. I don't think we've picked Chris Paul in any any of our drafts. Uh, I don't think we've taken John Wall in any of our drafts either, just because they're not just not going to be around unless you're picking near the end of this uh, first round. And I think Wall's probably gone, so I think Paul is the guy here. Yeah, let's take Chris Paul. I, I, I think this will be kind of interesting, because uh, I, I know in the end of, a, end of the draft, uh, one of the combinations you like is a Cousins-Wall 
um, kind of combo. And the, the, I love to get cousins and Paul, cousins and Wall. I love to get those that big man and that guard because it kind of I feel like it just makes everything just super balanced and you're just feeling super good. Now the percentages aren't going to be great, but cousins and Wall allow you to ignore your percentages, which is one of your favorite builds. Exactly. So in this case, we're going to go with another well-balanced player. And this could be, you know, if you're doing Roto, this is 100% where, you, where your head needs to be at. Kawhi and Chris Paul. Uh, so our steals are monster. Our assists are, are great. Our rebounds are actually still fine for just having two uh, a guard and a wing. Our three-pointers are, are, are great. Our points are fine. Our percentages are fine. Our turnovers are fine. We can go any direction we want to with our next pick at number 28. Who do we got available at 28, Tyler? Oh, man, many good names still. Many, many good names, I believe. Lots of good players. Uh, Blake Griffin will be available. Miles Turner could be available. I think he might be gone by then. Uh, Mike Connolly is someone who's going around this uh, area. Bradley Beal. Clay Thompson is someone who could fall into this into this spot. Um, you could have your shot at Joel Embiid even, and uh, Joel Embiid's looking a little bit healthier than we previously thought. He's probable to start the year. Uh, do Do you still do you like? Are you moving his games played up over? I think you had him under under forty um, or even under thirty. Maybe is, is the last time we talked. Uh, are you bumping that number up? Ah, Mike, you have not been listening to me at all. First, you call me names, then you take my players, and then you don't listen to me. Listen, it's the year. It's the year of Mike. I can't. I can't help you there, Tyler. This, I'm telling you, man. This this breakup's coming fast. Um, you know how I feel about him. Beach. He might play 50 games. 50 is the over under I've set from the beginning. I think that he's somewhere right around that number. I just, I can't get on board. I don't care that he's healthy now. He was healthy last year, and then we sat him back to backs, and he played thirty-five games. Like, don't... no, until he can play more than fifty games, I'm not getting on board with him in the first three rounds. I'm sorry. That's fair, and I, I know that is your stance. And we could maybe even get him in the fourth round here, depending on what happens. So, is there anyone with this build? We got a guard and a wing. Uh, we could go big here, though. There's not a ton of bigs available. No, I mean, this is kind of that weird spot where, you know, we don't have a ton of guys we can go after. Um, Marcus Saul is probably one I'm looking at. I've got kind of circled on my list here. Um, Mike Conley. Clay Thompson, maybe. Uh, and then we're kind of into those next tier guys that we always talk about in that next round of Middleton and then those types. Um, I don't want Blake Griffin. I, I People keep telling me, oh, Blakey, 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 he's got to be the point. He's going to be this. He's going to be that. Enjoy his broken hand and sitting out six weeks halfway this season or his injured quad or his injured ankle or his injured God knows what. Um, He's not for me. I don't want Blake here, but I'm kind of interested in in Blake in the fourth fourth round, definitely in the fifth round. Um. I still think Blake's going to be perfectly good. He's going to score in bunches, and uh, he's going to be the complete focal point of that offense. I think he's going to get more assists. He's not going to be point Blake. He's just not. But he is going to get more assists this year. He doesn't do anything for you in blocks and steals, and I know that's like a big 
um, red flag when it comes to bigs if you can't get blocks. But at this point in the draft, um, like I said, I, I don't want to take him here, but in the next round he looks a little bit more enticing if he happens to be around. But whew, for the 28th pick, yeah, what, see, this is, what, what's wrong with Mike Connolly? Uh, nothing's wrong with Mike Conley. I'm all right with Mike Conley right here. Mike Conley's not a player I want to reach for, though. He's another one of those guys where it's like, Mike Conley's I, I, you're not getting, I don't think you're getting Mike Conley in, in the next round. No, no, I'm saying this is fine for him. This is where he goes, and this, that's fine. But I'm also, he's not a guy I'm reaching at pick 20 for Mike Conley. Like, I, I don't, no, I don't want Mike Conley there. If he's like after 25, somewhere in this 25 to 30 range. Sure, I'm fine with Mike Connolly. Well, we're but... we're at pick twenty eight. I mean, do you if Mike Connolly's down here at pick twenty eight? In this scenario, I'm uh, assuming that that Turner's gone. It, it's probably between Connolly and Gasol. Pick your Grizzly for me. Um, pick your Grizzly. That's a fun game. It's one of my favorite games. Um. So thoughts on Connolly this year? Like, uh, what which Connolly year are we expecting? This Achilles thing from a I. A little bit back, gone. Is he going to play seventy games? Is he going to score twenty points again? I think he's he's got the green light. I think he's going to be scoring over twenty points this year. So that's a big plus, right? Um, he shot forty six percent last year, and I don't know that he can do that again. So that's that's a, a good point. There's a little bit of a ding there. He also shot forty percent from three, and I don't know that he can do that again. So, I mean, a couple things from last year. I could see him taking a small step back from last year in those percentage categories. Um, probably giving us like six assists, 1.2, 1.3 steals. You know, three rebounds probably in like 20 points. So, I mean, sure, he's Mike Conley. I, I, I'm no problem picking Mike Conley here. If you had a choice between – so, I mean, we already got a we already got a really good point guard with Chris Paul – we're getting decent assists from Kawhi. We could go Mike Connolly here and just say, you know what we want? We want another point guard. We want another assist guy who's going to hit threes, get steals, get points. Or we could just say, you know, we don't need those assists because we have someone like Chris Paul, and we could go Bradley Beal. Not for me, man. I know you don't like Bradley Beal. I'm not a Bradley Beal guy. No, you, you you think he's going to get re-injured? Um, I, you know there there is a, a certainly a possibility there. Um, let's see. This is a tough one because uh, in the next round, there's not. I mean, we could come back and and grab someone like at thirty three. Um, we could grab someone in that Brooke Lopez uh, kind of big. Type of guy, Kevin, uh, maybe maybe Kevin Love, maybe Paul Millsap, maybe Brooke Lopez. So we could get a big here instead of going with with Marcus Sewell. Um, what I, we are not going to be seeing down there is really hardly any more guards. I guess Eric Bledsoe, one of my favorite uh, players, will be down there. Um, and we could reach down for Dennis Schroeder. So, I mean, do you want? To... I'm even fine with taking Rubio at that spot. I mean, if we, yeah. So I'm not. Well, the, yeah, I don't the think... run of point guards for me is still coming up. I, I actually probably take Marcus All here just in the sense that I think I need a big man at some point, and I like Marcus All, what he gives me. 
Yeah, we, I think um, we've picked, we picked Marcus Olin in almost every single one of these uh, uh, these who do I drafts. Things get ugly in this spot, man. For for it being this round, things are not the prettiest. Yeah, They're just it, not. It, according to my records, we have picked Marcus Olin at least five. Uh, but, but my 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 records only go back uh, six. I forgot to write down the first two. But here's the thing: like, isn't Marcus All? And we talked about this a little bit last time. Isn't he being underdrafted? I believe so. I think he's a good five pick, picks underdrafted. So, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna take that small value I can get there because you don't get you don't get a huge value here, right? You don't get the ten or twenty spots of value. If you can get five spots of value, that's a lot of value. So, I mean. I take it at 28. I'll take it. I think that's, that's fine. He's going to be that good. He's going to be a little better than that. Maybe even I'll take All it. Right. Let's, let's take Marcus. You, you were adamant about Marcus. I like Marcus. too. I, I, I think he fits this build really well because he helps with our assists even more. Uh, so that helps pile on. He gives us uh, a boost in our rebounds, which Kawhi is already pretty good at rebounds. And so is Chris Paul. We're adding uh, more points and three-pointers. We're finally getting some blocks on the board. And one steal is, not, is not, nothing to nothing to cry about, but we're still dominating in steals. Yeah, and the points, the points matter in this area. Um, we need a guy who's going to get somewhere in the 17, 18, 19, 20 range. Um, not that most of the guys don't get that many, but we need that kind of safe points still, I think, because the points dry up quick. So, Yeah. I think you're right. So in the next round, we're picking 33rd, so we're, we're right back into it. And this is why this is a fun uh, – the eighth spot is a, is a great spot to pick because you, you can get right back into drafting another player you're interested in. You actually might be able to take Connolly in the third round and end up with Marcus Hull in the fourth round if you're picking this close to the turn. Um, I'm sure you're going to make a, a at least a hard lobby for Ricky Rubio. Um, but let's, let's see who else we have around this spot. We could do, we could do Eric Bledsoe. We could do Chris Middleton. I think it's Bledsoe, it's Middleton, it's Booker. Yeah. It's one of those two big men, either Kevin Love, Paul Millsap, Brooke Lopez type, or it's Mm -hmm. one of the point guards we always talk about. I think that if we're doing 10 man, which we are today, uh, those point guards, those three point guards are probably all still around in the next the next shoot around, maybe. Down by 48? Uh, it's going to be, I don't know, it's going to be cutting it close there, I think. Uh, well, I mean, Schroeder, 54 and 47 on ESPN and Yahoo. So, I mean, maybe, maybe not, right? But there's there's a lot of them, right? Teague, Rubio, Schroeder, D'Angelo Russell, the guy you've been championing for. Yep. Drew Holiday, who I feel a little bit better about now that Rondo's hurt. So there's a lot of names there. Goran Dragic, yeah. maybe even. Oladipo will be available down there, and and so I mean I'm I'm fine with going anything here. Um, I don't mind reaching for one of those guys. I don't mind having a Middleton or a Booker or a, someone like that here either. So, yeah, I think you can uh, do whatever you want here. Um, the question is, is do we want to round out some of our weak stats or do we want to go hard on our good stats, which would be steals and um. Three pointers, and um, our assists are good, but steals and three pointers and our percentages, those are those are probably our best stats right now. So, you know, someone like 
I mean, I know we, we talked about him in the last round, uh, but, but these are kind of our favorite picks. Someone like Chris Middleton is going to give us threes, uh, solid rebounds and assists for his position, but monster steals. And uh, that might be overkill on the steals. Yeah, we definitely need another category, though. We need a fifth category. We're pretty good. You're absolutely right. Four categories, we need a fifth. We need to find a fifth. Which which, which category do you want to go after? Um, well, we got, we, got, we got steals on lock. Our points are fine. Our threes are good. Our assists are good. We need we need rebounds. So it's probably it's probably or one of the percentages. What about field goal? Is that is that a crazy thing to go after? I would probably not go after that. I, I'm thinking that we a probably, lot of people punt field goal, so you only have to be kind of competitive. Okay. And a lot of people punt free throws, so we only have to be kind of competent in that. And we're pretty good in the percentages, which I don't really want to super ruin. Um, I think that we have to make a decision between rebounds and points. Like, which way we go here, right? We've got Chris Paul to, to bump our assists, but we need to either kind of try to keep building up the points or keep building up the rebounds. Maybe not both, right? Because we can only, we only really need to win every week 5-4 and we're probably winning the championship. Well, I, I am going to actually uh, recommend someone who might get us both, and, and that would be Paul Millsap. Uh, we talked about him in the last episode, but I'm going to talk about him again. He's a block and a steal type of guy. His percentages aren't great, but they're not gonna they're not gonna kill you. Um, they, they might knock us down on the percent. He might knock us down on the percentages a little too much uh, more than we like. But he's gonna get uh, he's gonna score and he's going to get really good rebounds on this team. Yeah, no doubt. I think he he's, he should be a candidate that that we look at. Um, and I'm fine with Millsap here. Uh, we talked about him a little bit last time that I think his numbers probably boost up a little bit. So, I mean, if we, if Millsap's the guy we want, I'm fine with taking Millsap. Yeah, I think it's kind of between him or or, or a guard like Devin Booker or Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, so, I mean, let's let's go for Millsap. Let's see what happens here. I'm gonna yeah, because you, you, you said you liked a lot of these guards that are coming up at the, at the end of the next round, and uh, so we can still grab a guard down there. We don't have to worry about that. But Millsap, He's going to um, kind of round out. He's going to give us a boost in rebounds. So you got Marcus and Paul Millsap next to each other. That's a that's a pretty good um, combo. Your blocks are actually not great, but they're not they're not bad because Kawhi's getting almost one. Marcus is getting over one. You're not going to be elite in blocks, but you're certainly not going to lose blocks every single week. And that's the kind of this is the kind of builds I like to make, right? Where you're you're real good in a few categories. You feel like you can win five pretty much every week, though, right? Because you maybe maybe the one week you win blocks and you lose to the best team in rebounds, and then maybe the next week you win rebounds but you lose to the best team in blocks or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes you don't have to win the same five categories every week. You just got to win five. Yeah, I'd rather be like in the top three and in 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 four categories, like one, like number one in one category. Top three in four categories, or in, in three categories, and then like good in in the rest of my categories, and maybe really bad in one versus like really horrible at three categories that you're always going to lose, and then you hope you win the rest of them. It doesn't work sometimes. Well, and there's no margin for error, right? Because you got to win your six or your if, five. If you are hard that. punting, if you are hard punting two to four categories, you right. have to win the rest of them. Yeah, like, it, I mean, and, and this is why you talked about this the one day about, like, picking all the giant big men, right? All the who can't make free throws. The Capella, the Howard, the Drummond, the Jordan, yeah. and the, 
you know what I mean? Like all those guys. Okay, well, you're definitely, definitely, definitely losing assists. You're probably losing points. Yeah. You're definitely, definitely losing free throw percentage. By a billion. So, like, I mean, things are stacking up real fast here, right? That you have no margin for error. You got to win the rest of the categories every single week. Well, it's one of those, and, and you're definitely going to win rebounds, and you'll probably win blocks, but what what else? What else are you going to, a field goal, probably? Probably yep. pretty good at field goal. Okay, there's three categories. I hope you win that fourth and fifth category, whatever they may be. Maybe, well, it is, turnovers. maybe it's turnovers. You're probably very good at turnovers. You know what I mean? So there's four, right? But you sure. still need a fifth one. So you better get guys who can score. Yeah, and so, I mean, I don't love those strategies because there's no margin for error. So if you need points, right, and you're expecting 15 from Drummond and he plays three games and he only averages 10 that week, you're probably losing that and then you're losing the week. Yeah. You're right about that. Um, I will I will throw this out there. Paul Millsap not only helps us in, in some of the things that we're average at, but 1.3 steals. I mean, we're we're dominating steals at this point. And 18 point, you know, 17, 18 points a game. He'll probably score. And yeah, that's um, that's just uh, building on to what, we, what we're already doing here. I, I I really like this build. Our next pick is going to be way down at 48, and this is where you like. Some of the guards that happen to fall down to this uh, to this area, we're looking at guys like Dennis Schroeder, uh, who is one of your um, probably one of your favorite picks. D'Angelo Russell is still down here. Ricky Rubio could be available. I don't know if he's going to be available. Drew Holiday, and, but see, uh, one of them has to be. This is this is one of them I, is. You're right. This is what I like about it. Oladipo, right? There's a Jeff bunch King. of these Oladipo. these guards here where it's like. Okay, I, and I get what you were saying earlier. Well, some of them are going to get picked. Well, yeah, but I mean, we're talking five, six, seven, eight players that I like. Are they all going to get picked? Like, what are the chances there's going to be someone who wants a big man like Brooke Lopez? And you know what? If they want to let Brooke Lopez fall this way, maybe I'll take him. Yeah, why not? And so you like sometimes you got to let things come to you. Um, and this is we you talk about the value of tiers, right? Like, I see a big tier of guards here that I like. So I'm not pressured to take one in the last pick, even though there's a large gap of picks between my pick because I feel like there's no way all these guys get picked. No, I, I don't think it's possible that every single one of these uh, guards are going to be off the board and you're stuck. You're stuck with nobody. You know, Jeff Teague is probably going to be uh, still around. Uh, if, you, if, you, if, if push comes to shove with your next pick, you could reach down for Jeremy Lin. If you really, really need um, another point guard, and I, I don't think you're going to have to do that. No, I th- so I mean I, I'm kind of like, and we'll talk about this a little bit. I'm playing this one by ear, right? Whoever's there, if it's Rubio, I'll take Rubio. If it's Teague, I'll take Teague. If it's Schroeder, I'll take Schroeder. Like whoever's whoever no, falls. I, I don't think we're super great in points. I think we're really good in points. Would Rubio kind of uh, hurt hurt us too much in points? Considering we're very we're we're almost too dominant in steals and we're still very good in assists. Rubio is not the best pick for this build, but if he's the last of those guys available, like if Russell and Oladipo and all those guys went, I mean, I'd still probably pick Rubio here if I think he's the best player on my board. I like that. I like that idea. Um, I think I'm leaning a little bit towards maybe even a Drew Holiday or D'Angelo Russell. Um, Drew Holiday has got the better percentages and that's kind of why I'm leaning towards him over my usual D'Angelo Russell. And with Rondo, be, with Rondo being out for a couple months, uh, Drew Holiday doesn't look that 
Thoughts on the Russell versus Oladipo? Not maybe not for this build in a vacuum. Let's say. Oh man, see Oladipo's. I've seen Oladipo do it before. See, that's why. That's where I'm at. I'm. I'm actually. I have Oladipo ahead of Russell just because I've seen a little bit more from Oladipo. I feel a little bit better about Oladipo's. Uh secondary yeah. ball handling. I, I'm not sure what Russell is. I don't know sure if the Nets are going to try to make him a primary ball handler. I think he works best as a secondary ball handler and kind of a shooting guard scorer type more than a a pass first well, guy. The, the uh, only reason I like maybe Russell almost as much, I probably like Oladipo a little bit more for the same reason, but Russell in that Brooklyn offense, Brooklyn's going to play a really up tempo offense. They're going to push the ball a lot. Jeremy Lin plays really well with the kind of combo guards because he's kind of a combo guard, and Russell's kind of a combo guard. I think they're going to complement each other incredibly well. And, you know, some nights you're going to get a crazy assist number from D'Angelo Russell, and sometimes Jeremy Lin's going to be the the guy. And uh, I think the team's going to be a little bit better than people think they're going to be, even though they're still going to be, you know, terrible in the East. Um, Not worst team in the league. Not worst team in the league. They're not going to be the worst team in the league. And um, I, I like D'Angelo Russell. Uh, kind of a, I, I've, I've seen him do some interesting things before, but not as interesting as, as Victor Oladipo. And, yeah, and so that's why I haven't ended up with D'Angelo a lot this year, I think, is I like Oladipo a little bit more, and I think Oladipo's going a little bit later. And so I think I kind of go for Oladipo, and then Russell's kind of not on my team. Not that I don't like Russell. I, know, I think a lot of the points you made were valid, and, I'm actually behind you a lot. Just feel like it's one of those situations where there's someone a little bit further down I like a little bit better, so I pick them. No, I, uh, I'm i with you on that because I, I think people are reaching down for D'Angelo Russell more often than they're reaching down for some of the players that we've listed here. Um, we could, I mean, technically get Oladipo right here and take Russell next or go Rubio and take Oladipo. Or we can go Russell and switch up him and – Take Drew Holiday and Russell. We could probably go any uh, which way with our next pick because it's it's only four picks later. Yeah, so I mean, I think we're getting probably two guys in this range, and yeah, I mean, what about a Russell Oladipo combo here? I mean, I think it's definitely viable. I think we could definitely get those two players, and I'd be feeling pretty good about that. I, I would feel I'd feel pretty happy about that as well. You'd have uh, Russell Oladipo in CP three as your guards. That's pretty nice. Uh, Oladipo could switch into a forward probably sometimes. Uh, Kwai could be a, a guard or a forward uh, any night of the week. And then you got Millsap and Gasol, probably both guys who are going to be forward and center eligible, maybe not Millsap, but we'll see. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm feeling pretty good about that. Yeah. That's a pretty good, uh, that's a pretty good draft. I, I like that. Um, I think that kind of wraps up our, uh, our top eight. We got through all the top eight. Who do you drafts? If, please go check those out. I know a lot of drafts are, are going to be coming up this week, this weekend, and uh, it's going to be pretty important to um, be prepared for these drafts. And uh, hopefully these sessions have helped people kind of get a feel for uh, what we're looking at when we're, we're drafting. How not to punt before you start drafting. I, I can't um, emphasize that enough. I, I'm really tired of people – First off, thinking they're going to get a certain player in the first round when you have no idea what player you're going to get in the first round. So you're like, oh, yeah, the number one guy is going to take Harden, number two guy is going to take Katie, so I'm definitely going to get Giannis. And then they probably get to the draft and Giannis goes off the board first. Um, so you got, you just got to be prepared 
to go in any direction. And that's why I, I prefer punting once you get to the third and fourth round, especially this year, simply because that second tier is, is so good. And I, I think we've reiterated that in every one of these podcasts. And I think you can overthink it too, right? Like some guys go in with, I'm going to punt, I don't know, let's say free throws. That's a common one. Um, and, and they get rankings from, from Mark or myself or, or whoever. And I don't know, Andre Drummond is fifth. Andre Drummond's 10th, right? And so yeah. like in the first round, they pick Andre Drummond. And it's like, well, why'd you do that? Like, yeah, it's a terrible idea. Like, yeah, okay, that's a good value, like according to your ranking sheet. But you could have waited and had like, I don't know. I name any big man. Name anybody. It doesn't matter. Right? You could have had Demarcus Cousins and Andre yeah. Drummond instead. Now you got Drummond, and I mean, yeah, okay, you can pick some other punt guy later. But like, you missed out on the opportunity of having a great big man like Demarcus Cousins that would have fit your build really, really well because you went with I know, a player who shouldn't. You should you with DeAndre get. Jordan with your yeah. second round or whatever. And Clint Capella is another good example, right? Like he comes out like 20th in those rankings, right? So then you take like Clint Capella in your second or third round and it's like you missed out on Marcus Gasol and DeAndre Jordan and this person and that person because you wanted to get Clint Capella. Like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and we and we did not really do a punt free throw strategy with any of, our, of those top eight players. And I, I think we did that a little bit on purpose because I, I, I don't think we like to, to write right away punt free throws. If you're going to do a punt free throw strat, Giannis is probably the guy you want to target. Um, LeBron James is another guy uh, that is a good punt free throw strategy where if you went LeBron and DeMarcus, I mean, why not, why not punt free throws at that point? Maybe go. um, But that's the thing, like with your third round pick, I don't think I really want to take D'Angelo or not D'Angelo, but uh, DeAndre Jordan or Drummond with my third round pick. I'd rather take another solid player uh, uh, especially with LeBron and Cousins I would go with a, a guard there that was probably going to get me some assists and um hopefully you know someone like Drummond falls to me in the fourth round if not I'll take Clint Capella in the fifth round and, and I'm not going to load up I'm not going to load up on Drummond and DeAndre and Capella and Howard I'm going to take them where where they properly should because you know you you look at it and um, you're going to get second-round value out of Andre Drummond if you're putting free throws. But you're probably going to get him in the fourth round. Yeah, no no bonus points for being the absolute horrendous in a category either, right? Like, I'm dead last in any category. Right? There's no bonus points for that. No. So, and if you're going to take – you're going to punt free throws, right? Don't punt any other categories. Because you're not going to – you're with Andre Drummond is not going to help you terribly in anything other than rebounds and uh, field goal percentage. Like, he's going to be great in those, right? But, you know, his steals are actually pretty good, too. I always forget about his steals. But his blocks aren't monster. You know, I guess if you're getting Rudy Gobert, there's that's another interesting guy. But you already have Rudy Gobert. Do you really need uh, DeAndre Jordan or, Andre, uh, or, or uh, Drummond after that? It probably helps, like, get one of those two guys later in the draft or wait for Clint Capella because you already have Rudy Gobert. Yeah, no, and, and it's just – you're just wasting it. You're wasting an opportunity. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. So, yeah, I think that's it for our Who Do You Draft series. We might be doing uh, one more about the end of the draft. And um, if you fell out of the top eight, what, what, what's a good strategy for that? But, um, yeah, other than that, Tyler, you got anything else you want to plug? 
Uh, no, not really. You need to write um, more. I know you're 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 the one who likes to write. You're good at it. Um, I I write still a lot. Um, you can always find stuff if you're a Kings fan. You can always find stuff that I'm writing. Um, I I'm never writing that that much though. I've been doing some other junk. Well, if you want to follow Tyler on Twitter and find out what he is writing, follow him at Watsy four 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 four. That is four too many fours in that Twitter handle. And you can find me, Mike Ketron, at Watch the Boxes. Feel free to message us, tweet at us, whatever you want to hear this year. Uh, the season is a week a week away. Is that true? Actually correct. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we will be watching real, live human beings play real, live NBA games in less than a week's time. And um, that is very exciting. So, if there's something you want to hear before your draft, tweet at us. If you got questions about your team or draft, we'll be happy to field those as well. And if there's certain things you want to hear during the season, uh, we're open to uh, that. Any ideas and feedback? Because really, we're doing this for the listeners. And the more the listeners interact with us, and the more you suggest stuff, the more we're going to do it. Uh, in fact, someone asked uh, me to do a mock draft, and I, a couple days later, I did one because hey, someone asked for it. Uh, we're we're doing this for you guys. And uh, the only reason we can do this for you guys is is with your support. And we, we appreciate that. It's been a really um, excellent to see the uh, the amount of people who have been tweeting at us and getting a hold of us about this podcast. And if you like what you hear and you want to uh, help us out with this podcast to continue what we're doing, please rate us, review us. That helps us get more visibility, which um, helps more people find the podcast and subscribe and download which uh, helps continue uh, uh, our ability to uh, continue this podcast. So, yeah, I think that's it for tonight. Um, Tyler, thanks for joining me. As always, Mike, my pleasure, man.